How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 86 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today, got part three of my conversation with Bryce Patrick. We talk a little bit about everything, as usual. Um, yeah, and then, uh, so, yeah, that, that's what today is. But before we get into that, I just want to update you guys on a couple of things from uh, A's news from today. Uh, Jesus Luzardo woke me up and he said, hey, I don't got COVID anymore. So he's back in camp. He's going to be throwing bullpens and uh, getting ready for opening day. Uh, where they're going to slot him in, we're not necessarily sure. It kind of depends on you know what the coaches think. Uh, where, where his arm is at, whether it's going to be a bullpen arm to start the season and then work his way into the rotation, or if he's just going to, you know, straight up start in the rotation. So, uh, yeah, it's great to, you know, see him back on the mound. He, he said he felt great the whole time, never showed symptoms. He just tested positive and it kind of struck him as weird. And in just general baseball news, we hate Alex Rodriguez again. That guy sucks. Uh, he is trying to buy the Mets. And uh, he said that the player should, uh, you know, definitely accept a salary cap. Uh, he made all of his, and now he doesn't want anybody to get theirs. So uh, go A-Rod, go F yourself, and, uh, you know, g- get out of my whole thing. I don't buy your redemption tour. It's stupid, and I'm done. So on that note, follow us on social media, Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter, and you can uh, email anything that you want to to us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So before I get into the interview, I'm just going to send it to that real quick. Uh, The schedule for next week, I have kind of mapped out a little bit. Uh, On Monday, we're going to catch up on the news a little bit from the weekend and then kind of preview Shamanaya and the game that we're going to be able to watch on TV on Monday. Holy shit. Uh, and then Tuesday, we're going to talk a little bit about Monday's game and then preview Tuesday's game and see if, you know, there's been some standouts. What's going to, you know, if we're going to be seeing Vimy Machine or, you know, so- something like that. Uh, Wednesday, question mark. Thursday, I'm going to do the over-under episode that I've been promising. Uh, so if you have over-unders for the A's this season, like how many, I don't know, defensive assists Matt Chapman's going to have, don't do that one. That one would be so hard and I have no idea. Uh, Give me your over-unders on the A's, or just baseball in general, and I'll go uh, over or under, or whatever. It'd be fun. Uh, and then on Friday, I'm going to do an Angels preview with Taylor Blake Ward of Locked On Angels. He's a great guy, and, uh, you know, we're just going to bullshit for a little while. So, uh, that's what we got for next week. And here it is, part three of my interview with Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers. <laughs> so, it sounds as though Joey Gallo is your favorite Ranger right now. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Okay. That is. Ooh. Who is your favorite Ranger of all time? Um, well, um, it used to be Josh Hamilton um, until recent <laughs> things came out with Josh Hamilton, which is is really upsetting. Um, yeah. And it's hard to separate the baseball player because he was like he's still like very troubled man, and like addiction is is such a difficult thing to deal with, and it's so hard to like see like all the influence of it and like not have a stigma towards it but it's still he's done some some bad things it's hard to to root for me even like watch old josh hamilton games but yeah i don't know i think if if it's not a current ranger then it's got to be adrian beltre like that's just the yeah. answer like he's just he's so much fun and like he was so exciting and so dang good and people kind of forget if they weren't like part like part of the rangers fandom that like he was plan b that year in 2000 uh I guess it was like the the December after 2010. He was a plan B. He was because Cliff Lee decided to go to the Phillies. And so like scrambling, like, oh, crap, what do we do? Um, okay, let's get Adrian Beltre. Let's throw this big deal at him for like, I think it was like six years and like a crap ton of money. We're like, okay, well, this sucks. Cliff Lee just basically took us 
to our first ever World Series. Now what are we going to do without him? And like he wasn't, at least by me, he wasn't as beloved like in 2011. Like sometimes I forget that he was still there in 2011. But like by like 2012, 2013, like he was already like people were like loving him and the whole back and forth with him and Elvis and like the dropping fly balls and trying to touch his head and like (laughs) just everything that makes Adrian Beltre Adrian. Like I feel like he didn't have as much fun like other places as he did in Texas. Like he really, really let it go in Texas. But before he was like more worried about like making sure that he respected the game and like was buttoned up and whatever, like in Seattle and, um, uh, definitely when he was a, like a young kid in, in LA and Boston mm-hmm. as well. So he really was able to let it go once he was like 34, 35 and somehow entered his prime at like in his mid thirties, which is just still one of the most absurd things in the world to me. He was a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, I think that my dad may be his biggest fan that's not in Texas Rangers fandom because it was the Rangers last series in Oakland. Was it last year that he retired? 2018 was his last year. So that year he was like, this could be Adrian Beltre's last game. I'm going to go, we're going to get tickets behind the Rangers bench and we're going to, I have a whole plan on how I'm going to get a picture with him. And it was really funny. And uh, I don't think it quite worked out. But uh, he did. Oh. He did love being there and seeing Adrian Beltre one last time. So uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, all of my pull with Adrian Beltre. I have no pull with Adrian Beltre. The first, <laughs> the first game that I was ever credentialed to, um, I was in the scrum for I forgot who it was, um, but I was with Levi Weaver, who's not. He was with uh, a local TV station that also had a blog that I was also a part of in a very small capacity at that time. But Levi's now the uh, Rangers beat writer for the athletic. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of standing there like following him around. And I don't remember who was in, I was in the scrub for, maybe it was like Elvis or something. I think it was Elvis. And so I like had my little phone up there, like holding it up. And I was like, uh, and then like somebody from behind me, like just touches my shoulder, like, Oh, excuse me, let me get by. And I look, I look around and like right in my face, it's Adrian Beltre touching my shoulder. And I'd like, I almost had a panic attack and like, and just like crap my pants right there. I was like, Oh my God. I waited till like after the scrum and I like, like slapped Levi. Was like Levi, 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 Adrian Beltre touched my shoulders. Like, yeah, get the hell over it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I will never get the hell over it ever. And I still haven't. So he was just an awesome player. And, you know, I'm really happy that he's happy in retirement. I was kind of worried, like, because the game meant so much to him. He played for, like, what, 20 years or whatever like that. Yeah, in close. the majors. Um, and, like, had been playing since he was a kid. But, like, every interview I've seen with him now, he's like, I don't really miss it. Like, I kind of miss the guys a little bit. But, like, you know. I'm being a dad. I'm staying at home. I'm I'm doing I'm doing good. So yeah, that's always you nice. like to see them move on and have a successful life afterwards. So I got two more for you. Uh, okay. The first one is: What is your favorite Rangers moment in franchise history? Yeah, this one's a little cheesy, but you know it's it's impossible not to go with the classic. Um, 2010 ALCS game six, um, Neptali Feliz strikes out A-Rod looking to go to their first ever World Series. It's iconic. Um, I've told this story a couple times on my podcast, but um, I wasn't really a baseball fan growing up. I mean, I was like casually, but like I wasn't really into sports at all. And so summer of uh, 2010 comes, um, actually, I guess it was April because it was the first first game of the year. And for some reason, I decided, like, I haven't been a very good baseball fan. I'm going to watch every single game this year. Because I had literally nothing to do. That was, like, summer of my, like, sophomore year of high school. Thinking there was, like, 40 games 
I didn't really know much about baseball. And I was like, oh, God, there's 162 of these bad boys. Well, I'm in for it. Let's go. And so the Rangers just destroy everything. Josh Hamilton wins MVP, becomes my favorite player. They go to the World Series, strike out the guy who spurned my team, who I hated as a kid because he was a jerk and, and cost our team so much money and made us lose and whatever. But it was just a very beautiful moment, and I was a fan of baseball forever, like ever since then. So, yeah, that's like the best moment in Rangers history, and so it's kind of what like sealed me on baseball forever. So, little little bit stock answer, but you know, I made it personal. That is a lovely answer, but uh, I think that the correct answer that we were looking for was Rugnet Odor <laughs> punching out Joey Bats. So yeah, I'm just gonna dub that one. in, and then we'll that's just a good end one. with you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to make me say, oh, yeah, when Josh Hamilton dropped that fly ball in Oakland. Oh, no, I mean, that, that's a terrible moment. I wouldn't make you say that. That'd be mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You know, division rivals, you got to get your jabs in where you can. Yeah, I mean, I, I said that I hate your team, but otherwise I've been fairly nice. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are more enjoyable now because I do thoroughly actually enjoy Joey Gallo, you know, on social media. And when he was doing the uh, the Players League and stuff like that, I was actually mm-hmm. pulling for him over – because I didn't think that he was one of the favorites at first. Uh, I was, was like, I mean, he Blake really didn't Snell, play much at all. Yeah. Which Blake was Snell, like, like, he's a gamer. He is probably going to win. Let's pick somebody else. And Joey Gallo <laughs> did like a reaction video when he won in the bottom of the ninth or something like that. I'm like, ooh, I like him. I mean, I liked that. that up. Uh, and then Willie Calhoun is also fun. So uh, yeah, those are the two guys that I... right now. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, uh, Adrian Beltre helped, you know, get rid of some of that hatred so uh they're, they're fine i guess that's it's okay <laughs> so the last yeah, one they're, they're fine now the uh the last question i got or i guess it's more of comments on this uh the washington post had an article saying that the rangers should also change their name because of the troubling history of texas rangers in general um for those that are not familiar apparently um I, and also i was not familiar until i read this uh, Rangers used to uh, round up escaped slaves and you know execute them for uh, trying to escape to Mexico. And they had been doing they've been doing kind of like their own racial policing up until like the sixties, I think. Uh, so this is something that I had not heard of before. Um, is this something that is discussed in Texas at all, like the name change or the history of the Rangers at all, um, it, or is this kind of a, like a new call to action with the current social climate, or uh, you know, what's the uh, the Texas take on this? It's it's definitely a new thing. Um, it's not something that I was aware of until um, there was a book that came out. Uh, I forget what the name of the book is, but um, there was an article in the Dallas Morning News that was the first that I had really heard of it. Um, talking about like the really like awful history about the Texas Rangers. Like there was all kinds of atrocity, atrocities and, and hate crimes that they had committed and perpetuated. And like, there was just a lot wrong with what they did back in the day that was glorified. Like they were um, kind of like the Gestapo, but for black people and, and Mexicans, like it was, it was horrible and it still like is horrible, but um, I would be okay with a name change. And it's definitely something that's being discussed. Um, I don't think it's gonna something that's gonna happen. Um, it's definitely on the list down there of like like problematic names. And the reason that I, I say it's a little bit redeeming now, because most of the stuff that the current day Texas Rangers do is looking into pr- police brutality and some of the like investigating and like persecuting some of the stuff that they perpetuated like back in like the 1800s and like early 1900s. So that's their redeeming saving grace. Um, it's definitely something that's being talked about. It's something that I had no idea about and I read up a bunch on because I 
like I cover the the Texas Rangers, so I should know what the heck's going on with that. But um, yeah, uh, it was definitely troubling the first time I saw it, and I was, immediately was like, okay, well, this is something that needs to like be considered and talked about openly, and not just kind of brushed away. Um, but some of the stuff that the current day Texas Rangers are doing, I feel like that should be more celebrated. Or maybe if they wanted to make it like the Walker Texas Rangers, the Fighting Chuck Norrises, I think. I think there would be some Texas support for that. Um, but that'd be hard to put on a jersey, like two word Chuck Norris's. Like it's, it gets complicated and stuff. And then if Chuck Norris, it could turn out to be problematic, then there's going to be a whole other thing where you got to change it again. So um, I, Wait, I would he, be, is he not problematic? Maybe am I, am I, I thinking uh, Geraldo Rivera? Am I conflating the two on that one? Maybe. I don't know. Um, He's got a winning smile and he's in dodgeball, so he, he can't yeah. be too problematic. <laughs> I'd say that and then something might come out about him and I have to completely walk back my statement. But um, I don't know. I would be open to a name change. I'm not like strong, staunchly in favor of it now, but I'm kind of leaning that way. Um, but some of the stuff that the Texas Rangers of, of nowadays are doing definitely is starting to bring that, that name back. Um, makes me not feel as queasy about it. If they were to change it and... Uh... The, they couldn't figure out how to fit the Chuck Norris's and all that. Uh, are there any other historical names or something that they could, you know, adopt or uh, just something out of the blue, like the trash pandas because they play in the trash dome. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do. I do like trash pandas. The Montgomery biscuits is a great name. The rumble ponies might be my favorite one because it's the most ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so, the Amar- There's the Amarillo sod poodles of the Texas league. Is that, I hadn't is that, heard that one. Oh my, is they're that, new. They're really oh, okay. recent, like the last couple of years. Okay. Um, but I'm in favor of naming just all professional sports teams after dogs because dogs are always good. So just like different types of dogs, like literally any type of dog, they're all good. So just the Texas good dogs. No, Texas good boys. <laughs> Although that kind of sounds like the Proud Boys and then you have a whole yeah, thing there. Yeah, So maybe not that. Just good dogs. <laughs> good dogs. <laughs> And they could be like any type of dog you want. That's that's it. That's the whole thing. So I would be in favor. Literally every mascot should be some different type of dog. Like get all kinds of like, because we've got like, there's a lot of bulldogs. I think there's too many bulldogs in college football. Yeah. I, I like the Huskies. That's, that's good. Like go for some like off-brand dog. Like I've got a dachshund. So like the, the Texas dachshunds, like, I don't know. Or like the Texas Terriers. Ooh, there we go. We got an alliteration Ooh, too. That, that's good. Ooh, we you might have a have winner a good there. Alliteration, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that might be my official vote now if they do decide to change it. Texas Terriers. Okay, I'll, I'll there, take there's that. There's not anything specifically Texan about them, but you know, <laughs> alliteration. And just look up, you know, what terriers are about and, you know, what the types of people that should own terriers and then just, uh, that, that's why. That's the backstory on that. <laughs> find a buzzfeed quiz that's like should you yeah. own a terrier and then like somehow adapt it to rangers you know, exactly that, that'll be my goal <laughs> it, i think for me i'd probably go corgis uh, i i like corgis i don't know why oh, they have yeah. those smiley little faces and those dumb little butts uh oh gosh, they're ridiculous you could call if if the oakland decided to change their name the, the coliseum's corgis yeah no i i would 100 I, i'm in let's do that <laughs> I know that there is history with the A's, but you know, it's, it's served its purpose. The joke is over. Uh, you know why they changed their name to, or, you know, why they're the A's. Yeah. I or do the, not. The, the elephants at least, uh, why the elephant I, I logo have came? no idea. I've always been confused about that. I never really asked, but I kind of liked it being just like, like, you know what? They just liked elephants or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, back in the early 1900s, John McGraw, who was the manager of the New York Giants, said that the uh, Philadelphia A's were like the white elephant that nobody wants in the room. And so they just adopted the elephant, the white elephant as their logo uh, because uh, fuck John McGraw. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's incredible. And they really kind of are. They they always have been. (laughs) They've been true to themselves at every stop. (laughs) That's the thing. Like until like outside of like 2012, like that, that whole thing, like down the stretch, like, I've never really had hate for the A's. Most most Rangers fans have. It's just like Chris Davies, like, oh God, it's Chris Davies. He's gonna kill me again. <laughs> yeah. But like always respected the A's. Like they always like very much are themselves. Like just Oakland is such a cool place and like it's yeah. such a like cool stadium. Like with people who are very much Oakland. Like it's it's one of the teams I think like in professional sports in America that best like embodies its city. Like there there are a lot of teams that are like kind of like fake to their city, but like the Oakland A's like very much are Oakland for I mean as much as someone who has been to Oakland once um, understands <laughs> Oakland and its city and its history, whatever. <laughs> well, they've got like their own colors, like the Packers and the Oregon Ducks are the only other two teams that have those colors. Um, yeah, and, green and gold. No offense solid. to the Rangers, but I, I'm kind of tired of the red, white, and blue for every team, or you know, red and blue combinations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have everywhere. you seen the powder blues? I do love those, and those are those Dude, are coming back this year, great. right? They are. They are coming yes. back this year. I'm so excited. Joey Gallo, uh, they, they did a, a photo shoot, which it was funny because Delano Shields was one of the players that was in the photo shoot, and then he got traded like two <laughs> weeks later. Um, but they're un- unveiling these new unis, which, you know, I have some real, like, the reds are my favorite. Like, the red uniforms are my favorite. Like, they just they look mm-hmm. best. But they freaking screwed up the logo. They did this stupid logo with, like, the, like the state of Texas and the TX that's like too big for like outside the state. of Te- It looks stupid. Like the just straight up T the normal, like you had it fine. They never wore the red jersey the last like two years. I hate that. Wear the red unis more, but like stop putting that stupid logo. They put it on the spring training stuff and then they put it on like the red unis and desecrated it. And if they didn't bring back the powder blues, I would have lost my dang mind yelling about how much I hate that stupid <laughs> red hat logo that they ruined. <laughs> but you know, I'll shut up a little bit on it because they brought the powder blues back and they got the right. If they did like, if they screwed up the powder blues with that stupid logo, I would have screamed and never stopped screaming for the rest of time. I think the A should do a throwback uniform of just like uh, powder greens, which I don't believe have necessarily existed. But they okay. could they could make something with like a like a pastel green or something like that. Uh, I think that, that would look like a full pastel green uniform. <laughs> <laughs> pants and everything uh i'm here for that for sure the coliseum corgis and powder green (laughs) oh my gosh yes i mean the a's have some really good uniforms like the um what are those throwbacks they they wear with the um this green something like i think it was kelly green that's the one that's i love those they're just they're gorgeous some of the best in baseball i think for me i i really like the uh the padres browns that they got and also their uh the The, pinstripes the poop the poop and pee ones? Yeah, the poop and pee one. I like that one. <laughs> it's certainly different. <laughs> I'll give them that. It's certainly different. And the and year the, that they, they had the all-star game there, and they wouldn't have to wear those ugly uniforms. I was just, <laughs> I was like, why would you inflict that on people? Why would you do that? Th- those are like, I feel like that's like Rangers fans, like NL team. Like that's just kind of what we, we geared towards because like, um, AJ Preller and uh, now Jerks and Profar's there, yeah. and Ian Kinsler was there as well. So there's a certain fondness we have. And also, my brother lives in San Diego, so I've got 
I've got that going for me, which is nice. And it'd be I, nice if I could go to San Diego or, you know, just go anywhere that's like outside my neighborhood. Yeah. But, the end of the know. driveway. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I walk around the neighborhood with, with the little dachshund, but you know, <clears throat> other than that and the occasional uh, run to the gas station with a mask for beer, that's, that's about <laughs> all I go. <laughs> Uh, I also like the uh, the pinstripe Brewers jerseys. Those ones are fun too. I don't know what similar. it is about those. I don't. I, the Yankees are classic, but I'm tired of the Yankees the uniforms. At this everyone's point. tired. Everyone's tired of the Yankees existing. You know, they, yeah. if, if the Yankees just stopped, they just stopped being. Like, I don't think we'd miss them. You know, like you no. had your run. It was fine. You had the whole Derek Jeter thing, and now Derek Jeter has run his course very much. So I just love that he like destroyed all the goodwill and love that he had in like two years of ownership of the Marlins. Like it took like no time at all. Just boom. There it goes. Derek Jeter. What did you do to Miami? I think they're doing okay. Actually. I, I, I mean, when you, you start owning a team like that, you, you kind of got to tear it down if there's not really a, a plan in place. So I get it. They probably could have done a little bit better on one or two of the trades, but they could have done. I, I, I will not give them credit because they like, they signed those deals and they like, if Jose Fernandez is like, oh God, like that's oh. one of the great tragedies. Like they could have, yeah. like they could have really made something of that team. If Jose mm-hmm. Fernandez was still there and they kept those guys in place, like that yeah. was the makings of a really, really solid team. But like, Everyone, like Christian Yelich was really solid. Like people knew that he was going to be good. No one knew he was going to be that, but like they still yeah. could have gotten more for him. And like, I'm still a Lewis Brinson believer. I still love him. And, oh, me too. Uh, and Jorge Alfaro. Those are my guys. Those are, I, I do this thing where uh, like prospects like Lewis Brinson, where he might be on his last legs on trying to make the Marlins. Uh, if not, they're going to move on to Monty Harrison or something like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, the A's could trade for Lewis Brinson. That'd be okay. I don't know if we need him at all, but I'm like, let's just keep acquiring guys. This is a great time. I, I, <laughs> I like the fantasy book just with guys that I have enjoyed, you know, learning about. And I'm like, oh, let's, uh, let's bring them here. It never works out. I, I Every offseason, I convince myself that the A's are going to make a big trade, like a, a big signing, like a, a Bryce Harper like a or something like that. Bar? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Gosh, I'm like, you know, no, they, they can sign Bryce Harbor because all you got to do is this. And, and then, I mean, their, their payroll still, you know, like 110. That's not that bad, even if they pay him this much. And then he wants to come here because they're going to be good. And then this and you know, Shohei Otani, same thing. Uh, I had, I, I like convincing myself. I like making the argument. Apparently, people don't like listening to it. Gosh, uh, <laughs> I was I was big on the Shohei Otani train. I thought the Rangers were going to get him. I was so pumped. I was like, man, they're going to get the two best Japanese pitchers ever to sign here. And I'm still upset that you Darvish has gone away and has not come back yet. But you know, Rangers fan didn't appreciate him, and so he deserves to go somewhere where he's appreciated. Which yeah, for sure. I don't know if it's Chicago, but like you know, somewhere, somewhere. That's fine. Most of baseball Twitter loves him. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but he is. I don't, but I see him all the time. And he's, uh, he looks like he's having a good time. He understands the social media very well. And uh, he really does. And you know, the one thing that he didn't understand was how to break the A's. But that was the one team that I always like, whenever he was like, even at his like dominance, like the A's just took everything. And somehow they got, you know, all the strikes called in their favor. And like him and Oakland, that's like the one place that was like his kryptonite. That, that he's was got a, that silly stuff yeah. and, and the A's are just notoriously like very disciplined. And like, I don't know how you can stay disciplined looking at how much some of his stuff breaks and he's got 18,000 different pitches and they all yeah. break every single different, different way. And you know, no some idea. of them defy physics, I think, but you know, maybe they were on right. his, uh, his pitch tipping, you know, in 2012. 
I don't think there's any pitch tipping. No. I think there's no. I think that was absolute trash. He's never <laughs> hit the pitch in his life. It's literally, literally trash. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Bryce Patterick. That's how you say it, Patterick. Uh, you can mm-hmm. follow him at Bryce Patterick on Twitter. You can also follow the Rangers at Is it Locked On Rangers? Yep, that's cool. it. Locked On Rangers. Uh, you can read his, or I mean, things that he has done with the Dallas Morning News. <laughs> um, and the Dallas Morning News or, you know, the website or anything like that. Uh, support local jun- journalism and all that stuff. Uh, anything you want to say before we get out of here? No, uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I hope we actually get to have a baseball season. And I'm really going to look forward to, to watching the A's and the Rangers this year. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me, man. Thanks, man. All right, everybody, that is the end of my three-part series with Bryce Patterick, and that is the end of our week. So, uh, that, that's it. I gave you guys the schedule before. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the baseball games that are going to actually be happening, and then uh, we're going to do over-unders. So, if you have over-unders for us, please send those in to us at LockedOnA's on Twitter, uh, or you can email them to us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Either way, I'm good with both. Um, yeah, so that's it. Have a great weekend, you guys. We have baseball coming up in just a couple of days. Get freaking excited. I, I'm clenching my fist that I'm having a great time. Um, yeah, so in the meantime, before we see baseball, stay indoors, celebrate good times, Oakland, keep wearing those masks, and I will talk with you guys about some actual real-life baseball next week.